Everybody and uh, welcome back to episode eleven of Raisin, Raisin Bread. Bread. I'm Ray and that's Brent. I'm Brent. What's with you? I'm tired. Why are you so tired? You what's sound terrible. Uh, I don't uh, know. It'll sound like I'm bragging, you know. But uh, why would you brag that you're tired? I don't understand. Tired isn't yeah, a good thing. I'm tired from you know performing comedy on both coasts of the country. You well, know, at huge. Festivals. Last, last uh, episode of Raisin Brent, mm-hmm. we talked about how you were going to be doing a show called Comic Book Live at yeah. the Del Close, what, Del Close Festival? Del Close Marathon. Marathon. It's a marathon. Ooh, it's a marathon. Did you actually have to do comedy for 26.2 we miles? We had to do comedy for 26.2 miles. That's insane. And at the 25 mile mark, you start giving up? My funny bone just started cramping up oh, super man. hard. Did you get some icy hot on there? I did. Mm. Yeah. Sassy. So, so you were performing in New York uh-huh. uh, with Comic Book Live, yeah, which is a pretty cool show from, from everything I've it's heard. It's imp- improvised comic book every time, and we always give away. Book. You know what we gave away at Del Close Marathon? You would find cool. I probably would. Was a comic book that was written by Del Close. No, what? Yeah, and also the, seriously, yeah, basically this this eps, this particular wow. issue of the comic book written by Del Close, and it was about the adventures of Del Close and L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> is that for real? That's for real. Oh my gosh! Did you? Yeah. You got to get me one of those. That sounds uh, fantastic. T- talk to Patrick. We'll have Patrick on the show one week. Maybe he'll bring us a copy of that because he says he can get at more copies. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I would love that. It's Pat- called Wastelands, I think. Okay. Does Patrick know anything about sports? Does he follow sports? No. We'll get him on for a second. We'll have a comic book segment. We'll get him on for a second. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So, any interesting stories happen while you were performing in New York's New York City? Ah, no. I mean, we were hanging out. Yeah, sure. We were hanging out with some of the stars of the league and the office. And I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's no big deal. You know, that is. I mean, that's how it's kind of good. You know, you 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 travel around the country doing comedy, right? You're going to run into those people. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah. Well, I just stayed here and worked. Well, yeah. So, so that was cool. And then I came back. Flew all the way back to L.A. and we did the Anime Expo. Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah, which was just, it was weird. You know, it was just a bunch of girls in, like, schoolgirl outfits with blue hair, you know. Gulp. Uh, and a lot of times the schoolgirl outfits, you know, were ill-fitting. They were too small. For, too small? Yeah, too small. That's outrageous. Yeah. Why so, can't, you know, they make them in all sizes. They make them in all sizes. Wear the proper size. So, anyway, I, God, I had an extra pass, too, and I... I, you had an extra pass. I could have called you, but... Yeah, I you just, know, you could have. I yeah, that's one thing you could have done. It was just, done. like, closer to the trash can, so I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> hey, thanks, Brent. I appreciate that. So we, we could have actually gone to Anime Expo, theoretically, and done a live Raisin Brent show. Yeah, we could have. Oh, I, you know what would be exciting to you is uh, at Anime Expo, I did see a lot of Mass Effect, like Samara and... Uh, who was the other girl? The, the younger one? Liara? Was that her name? Liara Sony? Yeah, there was some Liaras and Samaras. Was there any of my favorite? Who's your favorite? I don't remember. Come on, the sexiest one there? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> this is Jack, be... come on. Oh, now. Jack. Oh, no, I didn't see a Jack. No Jack cosplay? Uh, I did see, though, a, uh, who's Tiny Tina. Is that her name? Tiny Tina from yeah, Borderlands 2. from Borderlands 2. Yeah, girls walking around with little Band-Aids on their noses. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's so funny. Have you played the new uh, DLC yet? I have not. Dragon Keep? Nope. 
It's uh, it's Borderlands Two, except your character is a character in a role playing Dungeons and Dragons style Ooh, game. That sounds cool. Run by Tiny Tina, written by Tiny Tina, and you've got Mister Torque in there, and you have all the characters from the Wait, series. Wait, does it look like Borderlands, or does it look like it looks like Borderlands? Oh, cool! But it's like it's a fantasy world. So you have like the Enchanted Forest, the Orc Village. Oh, that's awesome! I have to play that. It's it's kind of really good. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll pop it in later. I started playing the Deadpool video game also. Oh yeah, yeah I'd like that. Uh, oh, it's really fun. You know, it's everything you expect out of Deadpool is just like him talking a lot of trash. Saying crazy things. Saying crazy things. A lot of goofiness. You know, it's fun. I can dig it. I can dig it. Well, do you have any more shows coming up? Oh, yeah. We're doing a show. My group Dead Honky is doing a show next Saturday. Next Saturday. I don't know where it is. I'll have to look it up for you. Well, you know, we'll put it in the show notes on the Facebook page. Yeah, put it on the Facebook page. If you want to come see Brent's uh, show, Dead Honky, which isn't me, by the way. Some some people might have questions. Right. You're actually planning to kill me. And then Comic Book Live uh, is performing at Comic-Con in a couple weeks in San Diego. Are you going to be there? Yet to be determined if I'm going to that. I what, have some conflicts. problem? Do uh, I need yeah, to, well, to just crack some skulls? No, no, no. It's just that, you know, I'm also busy shooting films and uh, stuff like that. What, what, what are you talking so, about? What is all these projects? Well, it's just it's the life of an actor, right? You know? I'll, I'll tell you about it sometime. Someday. Yeah. Gee, gee, Dad, someday tell me the story <laughs> of when you were an actor and Ray just worked all the time and didn't have time for that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, so we got a lot of stuff. Let's set up the show really quick here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, on this episode of Raisin mm-hmm. Brands. We got Major League Baseball, Tigers right. bouncing in and around first place, mm-hmm. Yasiel Puig and the NL All Star. We got the uh, trade deadlines coming up. Maybe that's something for a couple of weeks down the line, but that's coming something to think up. About. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the NBA. The yeah. NBA draft yeah. just happened. Dwight Howard just signed with your Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And then the Lakers have his replacement. Ooh, who's Ooh, it going to be? Who's it going to be? And then, uh, of course. Our favorite segment on the show, Who's, Who's Getting, getting arrested, arrested Now? So we have a whole bunch of stuff. You ready to get this going? Oh, yeah, let's okay. do it. Well, then we get, let's go ahead and put up together three seconds of Smiling Banshees. Wow, three seconds of Smiling Banshees or something else. That's right. What is a Smiling Banshee? It's a, you know, Banshee is like a, a, a creature that screams. Yes. Kills you with their scream sometimes. Hey, you know what it's not? It's not a band or a movie or anything I can pull sound from, so I'm just going to have to put something together. Well, what you I clearly have already you done. Warn me about what we we're going to have three seconds of, so I just had to improvise. You could have improvised you know, something real. I think uh, I think I'm a pretty good judge of improvising, as I've done it on both coasts of the country in the last. Yes, we've talked about in that. the last week. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, well, that's... first sold out crowds. <sighs> Hey, congratulations to you. Ah. Did you play the Penguin? Is that who you played? I played the Penguin in one show, and then yeah. the other show I played... You Bane. Captain America. Captain? No, you didn't play Captain yeah, America. I did. Did you play him with like your um, Filipino accent? No. Because that would have been kind of funny. No, it was just Captain America. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's get back to sports, because we are a sports show at the end of it, and we have baseball. A lot of baseball going on. Your Detroit Tigers. Your Detroit Tigers. Your Detroit Tigers. Yeah, your Detroit Tigers. Yours. Yeah, mine. yours. For one day, one sad, depressing, lonely day, your Detroit Tigers last week fell out of first place in the division to the Cleveland Indians. Yep. And then, how did they get back in first place, Ray? By Who defeated the Cleveland Indians to let the Detroit Tigers get back in first place? Well, I wouldn't say they let your them. Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals did have a hand in Detroit Tigers getting back to where they rightfully belong. Now they're up, as we record this, two and a half games ahead of Cleveland after taking two out of three with one game yet to play. Recording this on a Monday, hopefully releasing on a Tuesday. 
Let's just hope that the Tigers beat the Cleveland Indians today. Three and a half games up. Season's over. Four-game series? Four-game series. Special surprise Monday game today. Nice. Which is very, very exciting. I hope to get home in time to watch a little bit of it. But we will see how the recording goes. Yes, we will, Ray. So what big Royals news? Because the, the other big thing... Well, first off, yes. Uh, yeah, okay, here. I yeah. got a phone to pick with you and, uh, you know, Mr. Brian O'Connell, okay? Because we had a big twit fight. Twitter fight. We had a little bit of a Twitter fight. Although yeah. Brian O'Connell, uh, guest of the show a couple episodes ago, pretty much excused himself from the Twitter fight. Yeah. Immediately. That was weak. When he was shown to be horribly wrong. I love BOC, but that was weak. That was. It felt a little bit weak to me. He says, I go, hey, you know, hey, All-Stars. And you're like, hey, hey, the All-Stars. We, and then he just no, said, I don't care. I'm a Cubs fan. Here's not the fair. deal. Here's not, the not deal. right, Brian. Not cool, man. Here's the deal. Here's what happened, okay? You, I didn't even instigate this. We were talking about the All-Star game, and then you guys kind of piled on me saying, oh, who's going to be the one royal, the one that they have to take, the right. singular, solitary, solo, numero uno, singular, singular royal is going to be taken. Well, the Royals right? have one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball this year. I mean, it's hard to argue that point. So clearly they would have a lot of pitchers on the All-Star game, right? No, but they did get. Oh, they don't. But they did get. Yeah, they didn't get any no pitchers. pitchers. That's kind of BS, isn't it? Oh man, but I guess they, they only put good pitchers. But on they the did get. Roster. Yeah, number one ERA in the American League. Yeah, it's because their players are good at defense, not hitting. Okay, they're catching everything in sight. Anyway, right? the Royals. <laughs> so you guys were just mocking me about the one player the Royals are going to get, well, the and then they got good. twice as many. Wow. Twice as many players. Wow. More. Whoa. The point is more than what you guys said. And then when I was asking you about it, you're like, so you still suck. But that's not the point. The point is you mocked me endlessly about how they would only get one player in. They got more than one player in. So you and O'Connell can suck it. Listen, just because you got one more player than the minimum allowed, the fact that the Miami Marlins. Or twice as many. And the Houston Astros all get one all-star minimum. And oftentimes, those terrible teams put two guys on the roster. No, they don't. They usually only have one, which is why you made the argument. And to be fair, I think it's the first time since 2003 that the Royals had more than one. Well, there you go. Maybe they're moving in the right direction. You know, third place. Anyway, the point is I was right. You were wrong. Not a big deal, but it's a little small victory. How many many all-stars did your Detroit Tigers get? Uh, six. Uh, now six potentially uh, seven. We, we we predicted we predicted before that with the team that they have they should have nine or ten. So I feel that they've underachieved. Never mind the fact that nobody's had six all stars on their team in, in like tens and tens of years. I don't know the exact number in front of me, but it's been a very long time since any team has gotten six all stars. Really? Is that true? What about yes. the Yankees? Even the Yankees, even when they were winning all those World Series, you had Jeter and uh, and that whole crowd and Rivera and Randy Johnson and all that. Yeah, Tigers was six. It's the most in a very long time. Well, congratulations on getting the most players. Are they the most? The most players into the All-Star game. That's correct, because we have the best team. The the winner of this game will decide. That the Tigers get home field advantage in the World Series this year. Yeah, they'll decide whether whether they get swept at home or on the road in the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. How dare you? How dare you? So thanks for those of you who wrote in, because... When the Tigers fell out of first place, there was a little bit of trolling that happened on, on my Facebook, and uh, might have gotten some I text loved messages. It. Loved it. Might have happened. And yes, they did take away my shoelaces. Uh, I am not wearing my shoes with shoelaces right now, because they did take them away. They were, they were afraid I would do something to myself. They took away your shoelaces. No one mistook you for, for Denard Robinson, though, did they? Because he also has no shoelaces. 
Oddly enough, no. No, no, okay. not no a, just, I walked around with no shoelaces, and not I one person maybe, stopped me on the street and asked for my autograph because I was Denard. Maybe Robinson. if you're wearing like Michigan gear and you're walking around with no shoelaces, be like, oh, that must be Denard Robinson. Oh, that must be yes, because me and Denard look so much alike. You can go to <laughs> Facebook.com/slash Ray Brent Podcast to see our new cover photo of Brent shaming me wearing Nebraska gear. You can see how I look literally nothing like Denard Robinson. Well, not when you're wearing Nebraska gear. Oh my gracious. The other big topic in baseball going on right now, NL All-Star voting. So we already acknowledged that the Tigers have the best team in baseball by reference, but the fact they have the most All-Stars. I, I think that's a fair point What we make. acknowledged is that they have the most players in the All-Star game. Correct. And since they would be in fourth place in the other division, right? If it was the AL East, they would, they would be, be in fourth place. Fourth place, right. That means that they have greatly underachieved, and it's probably time to fire the manager. Or no. wholesale changes... Some kind of chemistry is not working with them. You just got to be in it to win it. You just got to be in it to win it. You know it. who you sound like right now? You sound like the L.A. Lakers from oh, last season. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to them in a little bit later on in okay. the show because we got more to say about them. But the Tigers could theoretically have seven players because of the AL side of it. They have five pitchers on the ballot, and one of them is Joaquin Benoit, relief pitcher for your Detroit Tigers, which means the Tigers could break their own personal record they've already set by having seven players in the All-Star game. Only 35 players on the team, seven of them Tigers, which means literally 20% of the team so, is Detroit Tigers. How do you possibly lose with that many you, great players? How do you team? vote? How, how, if you want to vote for Joaquin Benoit, how would you vote? Do you get on like your smartphone or your you iPad? Can. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Okay. You, you go to MLB.com. Gotcha. Uh, we'll put up a link so, on Raisin Brent's Facebook page. Just for brevity's it. sake, right? If you're living in Detroit, so what you have to do is go outside of Detroit to another city where they have iPads uh, or smartphones. I dare you. Or uh, a, a signal tower that's not torn down by looting or, or crime, just general crime. And you have to be within the range of those cell towers. And then you could vote. Are you done? Are you done? Detroit is not a post-apocalyptic <laughs> time. I've told you this repeatedly over and over again, and you just won't believe me. It's a po- post-apocalyptic city in a pre-apocalyptic time period. What would you? What was that? Pre- it's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah. city living in a pre-apocalyptic time period. Oh, he got out the words. Oh, it's ahead God. of its time, and Jeez. by that meaning, it is run down as if you know. There so we're just been, getting ready for the coming as apocalypse. As if there had been acid, acid oh, rain and, and missiles raining down on it for years and years when that hasn't, actually hasn't happened yet. It's just how Detroit is. I hate you so much right now. The NL side of it, though. We've got to talk about uh, the NL voting, which you can go online. We'll put a link to it. Or you can text and hashtag on Twitter on Thursday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hashtag vote Puig. Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig is in the top five. Yasiel Puig is muy fantastico. Yasiel Puig could potentially make the All Star game. Is there a more deserve? Is it possibly more deserving to be at the All Star game than Yasiel Puig? I say not possible. Brent, I'm sure you agree with me. Well, Ray, as much as I I I acknowledge the talent of Yasiel, i.e. Miss Puigi. <laughs> You okay. cannot call him Miss Puiggy. He's a rookie, and he has not earned his stripes yet, and therefore I will call him Miss Puiggy up until that has been earned. Hi-ho, this is Kermit the Frog here. Today I'll be joined by Miss Puiggy. Hey, I'm not going to date you, okay? Uh, that's Miss Puiggy. That's <laughs> how he would say. But you'd have to do it with, like, the Frank Oz. Yeah. I would not date so, you. So, Miss Puiggy, here's the deal. Uh, to this date, right that now, terrible. Yasiel Puig. <laughs> yeah. 
It's hitting over 400. 409 as he's, of this recording. He's fantastic. Muy fantastico. Nobody's arguing that. You shouldn't be. There's a lot of people arguing that, Brent Pope. He's also only played 32 games. Okay. And he's completely changed around the entire Dodgers season. They're scoring two runs a game ever since he joined the roster. Two runs a game more. And in addition, they've gone from last place in their division, skyrocketing all the way to second place in the NL West. Yes, Puig could very well be putting this team on his back, taking them right into the playoffs. Yeah, that is weird how uh, when Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp came back that they started playing better. Yeah, but Yasiel Puig was there tur- starting the turnaround before Matt Kemp even came back, though. Uh, they started losing. They didn't start winning. They, they, Puig was having good stats at the beginning, and they were losing right and then matt kemp came back and they started winning and they still had puig so i don't know i just like matt, matt kemp, kemp is fantastic do matt not get kemp me wrong or miss puigie which one you know they both came back at the same time basically he came back well like eight games after puig started playing like a week or two later yeah when the when the dodgers started winning that's so strange Dodgers second place, Yasiel Puig, the main reason why we personally have gotten to sit at Dodger Stadium and watch Yasiel Puig. Mm-hmm. He's insane good. It was great uh, over the last good. two days when over the last two days he struck out five times in a row. And then, then, then what happened afterwards, Brent? Then he got two hits. And? And that does not mitigate the fact that he struck out five times in a row. And he won the next game single-handedly. Okay. You know it's true. It's not you true. You, it is so, absolutely true. Oh, so you he went out there. Deny that. He went out there and pitched nine nine shutout he innings. He pitched nine shutout innings. Wow. Caught so every weird. single one of his own pitches because he's faster than the flash. He's got a cannon for an arm. We might just call him have to call him Puiger Man, like Superman? Nah. Didn't work, right? Yeah, no. didn't work. No. Anyway, I look, I am voting for a man who I believe is more deserving. Freddie Freeman. Oh, my God. You're kidding me right now. Freddie Freeman. Mostly because he's from one of the most populated cities, and I can rouse the fan base there to vote. Atlanta, Georgia? That's right. It's a large city. Now, I love Atlanta. In the 90s, I grew up a huge Atlanta Braves fan. You have to own, outside of the Miami Heat fans, the Atlanta Braves fans are some of the worst fans in all of sports. But they also, most of them, you know why that is? They don't even show up for their own playoff games. They're so busy on their smartphones and their iPads. Which they have. They have them in Atlanta. Oh it's goodness. not like Michigan where you came from, Ray, where you know people are still using <sighs> abacuses or abacai. Is that how you say it? I to count things? say abacai. 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 How many? Uh, hey, calculate uh, Puig's, Miss Puig's batting average. I got to get out. Let's both get out our abacai. We're going to need more than two abacai in order to figure that one out. It's a very high number. Yeah. 409. I don't have that, but I have a slide ruler. 409. Nobody's. I'm not arguing that he's not a great player. He's fantastic. But I also saw a stat. I think he's played something like 15 games less than the guy that has played the guy in history that has played the least amount of games that made it into the All Star game. Which I don't even know who that was. But the guy that made it in with the least amount of games played something like 47 games, and Puig has played 32. And Puig has done so much in those 32 games, both as a as a team player, as an individual player, just raising the spirits of a team, I, nay, an entire town, an entire nation of L.A. Dodger fans. If I take such a small slice of a season as 32 games, I can find somebody else who's hitting 409 with a bunch of home runs that did not make. Look, Justin Upton had 12 or 14 home runs in, in uh, April. 
Uh-huh. And he only has two since then. But if you took that one, if you took that one thirty-two game sample, well, he ju- would be the MVP of the league. Justin Upton should have started that thirty-two games ago, and then we'd probably be arguing about him being in the All Star game. There's tons of people that are, are going to be in the All Star game, either as a starter or as a backup, who have missed time this year as a result of injury. I'm just saying, if we put him in, so what's the difference between Yasiel Puig and them? We put him in now, and then at the end of the season, when Yasiel Puig's hitting two sixty, we'll be like, why did he make the All Star game? He only hit two sixty. The guy never walks. He swings at the first pitch pretty much every time. You know that. We saw him live. He swings at a lot of bad curveballs. Yeah. But he hits a lot of bad curveballs, sure. too. And hits He's really a great far. talent. Really but, talented. you know, you have to. I, Me, anyway, you need to play more games before you get in the All-Star game. And that's why I'm voting for Freddie Freeman. Free Freeman. Put him in the All-Star game. Free. Mostly because he's the, he's the head of Puig, and I'm just trying to... I'm gonna. How, you have to tell me how many times you vote, and I'm gonna try to vote like one more time than that, just so we cancel each other out. Well, I'm only planning on voting, you know, once. Okay. I might give Puig a hashtag on Twitter, so I might end up voting a total of two times. Okay, good. Then I will vote two hundred times. Okay, thank you. Yasiel Puig clearly should be an all star. Brent doesn't know what he's talking about. More proof not needed. We'll be right back after three seconds of Game of Thrones. Wow, was that the most stupendous three seconds of anything ever? It was. You don't even know what it was. Sure I do. We do this in one continuous live take, Ray. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's totally true. (sighs) NBA. NBA? Boy, just because the season's over doesn't mean the excitement is... And it don't stop. And it don't stop. Hip-hop, hip-hop, it don't stop. Can you tell I should have been a rapper in the early 90s? Yeah, should have been a... Fish rapper. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, uh, NBA excitement. Now, first off, we'll talk about um, the NBA draft. It just happened. How'd your Pacers do? What you don't understand about championship caliber teams, Ray. You're, you're a Detroit. Is that they're not the Pacers? I think you're a Detroit, you're well. a Detroit Pistons fan. So once every, about? once every two or, two or three decades, they have a championship caliber team. And how many do the Indiana Pacers have? Ever. We, ha- we have a bunch of ABA titles. Oh, wow. That's so impressive. Yeah. That's like me bragging about the Detroit Lions NFL titles before the Super Bowl Absolutely. era in 1950. I'm not arguing that. But what all I'm saying is that at this current point, the Pacers have a championship level team. They don't have a championship team because they didn't win a championship. <laughs> they did take the team that won the championship in seven games to seven games. Well, fair me- enough. That's a separate show that we've already talked about why that happened. They did take them to seven games. They did go to seven games with the Miami Heat. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So championship level team, they didn't have a, you know, they they drafted really low. So, you know, they drafted a guy who's supposed to be pretty good stretch for shooter Solomon Hill. I don't know much about him. I mean, he's not top five. Uh, what I would expect is to draft somebody in like the top five or six and get somebody amazing. So I, here's what I want to hear. I want to hear about who the Detroit Pistons go with the number one pick. This is going to be the savior of the franchise. The next Michael Jordan slash Michael Oluwa Candy slash Carmelo Anthony slash LeBron James. Who in his name is? That was like a weird mixture of Stephen A. Smith and Vic the Brick Jacobs right there just together nice. as one. The Detroit Pistons drafted number eight. Overall, in the NBA draft. Oh, she got somebody awesome with number eight, I'm sure. Shockingly, the National Collegiate Player of the Year, the University of Michigan's own Trey Burke, a phenomenal talent who's going to have a great career in the pros, mm-hmm. fell 
to number eight. Oh, yeah, you got Trey Burke from Michigan to the Chargers. That's awesome, dude. That's nothing more perfect than a guy from Michigan, played for Michigan, gets to play for the Pistons. And oh, I'm, I'm going to buy me a Trey Burke Pistons jersey just for that, right? Let's go out and get that Trey Burke Pistons jersey. The Pistons drafted some schlub named Pope. Oh, what? I didn't think anything would be better than Trey Burke, but you drafted a guy named Pope? So you're telling me I could go out today and get a Pistons jersey that has my last name on it. That is amazing. Yes. That is a that Now, is, is there a also a guy name. named Stacanus on the team so that we both could get matching jerseys that have our names on the back of them? Now, that would have been cool. But no, that is not the case whatsoever. We drafted a Cantavius. I always screw this name. Cantarius, Cantavius. I should have probably looked it up before we recorded. You were just messing Caldwell up his name. Caldwell Pope. Because he is my cousin, you were messing up his name. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he is nothing. He is a nothing to me. He is dead to me. The fact that he is not Trey Burke is enough for me. He's apparently a guy who can shoot pretty well. I believe he came from Georgia. Who cares? Everybody, the Pistons suck right now. The Pistons are absolutely horrendous. They don't, and they claim like, oh, we're ready to make the playoffs next year. No, you're not. No, you're not, Pistons. All you should be trying to be worried about doing is selling tickets and filling your team with talent. Trey Burke is a top five talent, local, homegrown, University of Michigan, took him to the finals. You would have sold a bazillion tickets. He's a very talented player. No. They pass on Trey Burke Wait, to take a schlumbo named Pope. So you're saying that the Pistons, in a league where almost every team makes the playoffs, more is than not, don't, is not close to being a playoff team right I don't, now? I personally do not think that they are. The Pistons think they are. I don't. So guess where Trey Burke got drafted? Guess how far much down the board he slid? Number nine? Number nine! He got drafted number nine overall by Minnesota, and then he was traded, I believe, like two times over the course of the entire draft, and so now Trey Burke is now playing for... Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. The, the Utah... We sent Trey Burke to freaking Utah. Hey, and, thanks, Trey. Thanks for the memories, Trey. Well, think about my cousin that has to play in Detroit now. And has to buy like he has to fly in from out of state to to not want to just. Is he just gonna fly in from Windsor on his helicopter yeah. like Kobe Bryant flies exactly. in from Palos Verdes? Yeah. Well, <sighs> so displeased. I'm so incredibly displeased. I wanted to just pick up a baby and play dodge baby with with pedestrians on the street. It's interesting too what happened with the number one pick in the draft. You know that was completely unexpected too. The guy that got picked, nope, he didn't even think he was going to get picked number one overall. All right. He said he like he didn't even work out for that team. He's like I was completely surprised. He was supposed to go like sixth to tenth or something. Well, like a lot that. of European players got drafted. A lot of like seven footers, seven foot centers from outside yeah. the country. Which great. As soon as I saw one of those guys after another from like you know Serbia or whatever, all getting drafted, drafted. I'm like Trey Burke's falling. Trey Burke's falling. Trey Burke's falling, and Trey Burke is still falling. Oh, thanks, Joe Dumars. But that is all I could stomach about the draft. I cannot talk another moment about the draft. So let's just talk about. Well, let's talk about free agency. You want to talk about I'm free sure agency? The Pistons are going to do better in free agency than they did uh, in the draft. Okay, I know where this is going, but it's okay. I, I saw a poll on ESPN today, yeah. and they had a list of all the big name signees that have happened in free agency so far. Well, yeah, okay. Dwight Howard going yeah. to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul. Resigning with your yeah. L.A. Clippers, yeah. and I think that's all of note that happened. I don't think anything else. Well, it's weird you think so, but the, the strange thing is like that the fifty six percent of the people just having all of these big names to float around. Right, fifty six percent of the people said that the worst free agent signing 
was, was gonna be Josh new. Smith going to your Detroit Pistons? Yes, as if I couldn't be more angry with Joe Dumars and start the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag fire Dumars. He signs Josh Smith, nine-year player out of Atlanta, best player on a crap team. And Atlanta wasn't crap, but let's face it, they haven't been relevant really ever. Not since Dominique played there, that's for sure. Josh Smith, they signed to a four-year. It's like Joe Dumars is saying, hey, I know you're going to fire me at the end of this year, but I want to make sure the team stays bad for three more years after that. Good job, everybody. Joe Dumars. But, Ray, won't Josh Smith fill up a stat sheet? Oh, he will fill up a stat sheet with his name and minutes. They will play him so that he will fill up a stat sheet in that particular way. So you're not happy with Josh Smith being signed by the Pistons? I'm pretty much not happy with anything the Detroit Pistons have done since 2006. Okay, well let me take you to a, a, a scenario that I think is plausible for you, and I think what you should do, you know, with where you are in your life right now and where you are in your NBA fan-going experience. Okay. I propose you just get on a little helicopter, and it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Hop, skip, and a cornfield away from... Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, as much as I cannot stand my Pistons right now, and I have basically renounced my fandom of the Detroit Pistons. It's the same way I kind of felt about the Lions until they finally fired Matt Millen. There was a couple years there, 2007, 2008, when we finally had that Ofer season, which was one of the most embarrassing things in the history of sports. And I said, I just, I, w- I won't even watch this team anymore until they fire Matt Millen. I don't care how long it takes. I am pretty much at that point with the Detroit Pistons. I will not pay attention to the Pistons. I will not take joy in the Pistons until Joe Dumars gets himself fired. Finally, it's overdue. He did a great job a decade ago in assembling that championship roster and then has thoroughly tanked the team since then with some of the most insanely horrible moves. Trading Chauncey Billups for Allen Iverson? Pretty good. Horrible! Signing Tracy McGrady, who at the time had been dead for three years? Pretty good. Horrible! Drafting Darko Milicic over Dwayne Wade? Pretty, pretty good. Horrible! I want to just, I want to cry if I wasn't so angry and the tears were coming out of my forehead and sweat beads. I think you're, of looking, rage. you're looking at this the wrong way, though. You know What, go- what other ways Granted, are to look at it? The Pistons are depriving themselves of talent, but they are giving all the other teams great talent. We are a great AAA organization for the rest of the NBA. I really, I really hope that some of these players really find great success. Look, Ray, I will make this pledge to you right now. If you're willing to just jump over to a championship-caliber team, such as the Indiana Pacers, just a hop, skip, and a cornfield away from Detroit, I will give you... My jersey of the man who was the greatest pure shooter in NBA history. Rick Smith? Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. Reggie Aloysius Miller. Also brother to probably the greatest college woman's player of all time, Cheryl Miller. Yeah. Here's the answer, no. No is that uh, Oh, good, because I love that jersey. Because there's no chance. There's 0% chance. Uh, Here's what I will say. I I am open to root for a different NBA team until Joe Dumars gets fired. I've pretty much narrowed it down to three teams that I'm going to become a fan of. Well, then let's have the list of the three, one, all three of the teams that you're going to bandwagon onto right now. I wouldn't say it's a bandwagon in any of them. I think all three I'd of these teams are up-and-coming teams. You're from Detroit. You are abandoning your team when they need you the most, I would say. No, 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 no. The team, the team needs an enema. It doesn't need me. This team needs an enema. Thank you. No, there's three teams. The three teams that I'm, I'm, I'm debating. I think I know which one it's going to be, but I have three teams. Okay? Let, me see, let me see if I can guess. Okay, see if you can guess the three teams. One I think I know for sure is 
yep. Clippers. The LA Clippers are, in fact, one of those three teams. I've gone to see more Clippers games in the last decade than I have Pistons games anyway, with us living in Los Angeles and all. The Clippers are a super exciting, fun team to watch. Blake Griffin is insane good. Chris Paul is insane good. We've got Doc Rivers now as the coach, traded from Boston. This team is ready. Now they've got the leadership at the top. This team is ready to potentially make the finals next okay. year. Okay, this is a guess. Okay. I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors. Uh, no, Golden State oh, Warriors, not wow. on my list. Not on my Memphis list. Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies are on my list. Oh, Memphis Grizzlies. Now, that is just a fun team to watch. One of the main reasons why I would cheer for Memphis is my favorite Detroit Piston of the last five, ten years. Tayshawn Prince from the championship 2004 team plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. He got traded there from, uh, from Detroit last season. And I really, he's, I really enjoy watching Tayshawn play. I really enjoy watching Mark Gasol out there playing. He's a monster. It's just they're such a fun team to watch. And that community in Memphis, I've said before, having been there and having watched Memphis games in Memphis, not live, but just around other Memphis fans, they are a really exciting, fun, up-and-coming fan base that I think is ready to, to go big places. Is Tayshawn Prince, whatever happened to his uh, brother Carlton, the guy that did the dance? Really? really you're going to do a Fresh Prince? A and his, his cousin... Uh, Will Smith. His, oh, it was his cousin Carlton, right? Yes, and his cousin, cousin Hillary, too. Yeah. Anyway, well, third team. The third and team I'm going to root Uncle for. Uncle Phil. What is wrong with you? Nothing. Third team. Let me give you. Let me take a couple guesses. I'll uh, tell you right now. It's a Western Conference team. Yeah, I was gonna. I was going to say San Antonio. No, uh, Melissa, my wife, is a huge San Antonio fan. It would be too weird to cheer for the same team as she does. Okay, I get two more guesses. Houston Rockets. You would have think it could have been the Houston Rockets. Unless Mark Cuban is your owner, I cannot root for your team if you're in Texas. Okay, then my last guess is going to be Oklahoma City. It's actually the Utah Jazz because oh! they now have Trey Burke on their team. Come on, Trey Burke. Uh, we talked about him earlier in the in the thing. You do realize there's no Jazz in Utah. You realize there's no lakes in L.A. Yeah. And there's no... There's no Clippers in Los Angeles either. There's no Pelicans in uh, New Orleans. Are there not? Well, it's a state bird. Yeah. But I don't remember seeing are. any in the city gates. Well, they're probably eating them all. If you can find a picture pelican beak? of a pelican, pelican in the city soup. of New Orleans, go ahead and email yeah, it over to also, if you've ever had, at gmail.com. If you've ever had their uh, famous pelican beak soup where you eat the soup out of a beak of a pelican, it's a huge soup. Send me a picture of that also. I'd be interested. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah, I think it does. I and think you're thinking you of cartoon to, pelicans from to, Bugs Bunny cartoons. You have to put your, uh, your two fingers over the two nostril parts of the beak. Otherwise, this, the soup leaks out. Or you can just drink this... It's like a tap thing. You just drink the soup right out of the two nostril holes. Great NBA talk here on (laughs) Raisin Brand. Oh, we got to talk about Dwight Howard really quick. We got to talk about because we talk about free agency. Yeah. Dwight Howard going to the Rockets is pretty darned exciting stuff because it means the death of the L.A. Lakers. Is there any chance the L.A. Lakers sniff the playoffs next year? Perhaps you did not see off the newswire a couple hours ago who the Lakers signed to I replace did not. Dwight Howard. Who? Oh, oh they replaced mm, Dwight Howard already? Mr. Chris Kamen. The Cayman Islands. Chris Kamen. Is, is that for real? I think that officially says that they are, they are done. giving up on this season. They have given up. Veterans minimum, Chris Kamen. I think that's his nickname in the locker room. Signed a one-year deal. Of course he signed a one-year deal. Because Kobe's probably not going to play next year, at least not at 75% or even at plays, all. I think he plays on opening night. No way. There's no chance Kobe Bryant plays opening day in the NBA next year. You want to make a bet? I do want to make a Kobe's bet. Because Kobe's been saying he's going to be back on opening night. That's fantastic. He's still not going to be back on opening night. Not in a Mike D'Antoni offense. Really? 
Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, want to bet on I this? Think he just has to play one minute. He just has to play in that game. He has to start that game. Well, if Kobe plays, he's going to start. Yeah, he has to start game one. What are we going to bet? Here's the bet. Since we both like the Clippers better than the Lakers. Correct. Then whoever loses has to buy tickets to a Clipper game. Seems fair. Yeah. Seems fair to me. Clipper t- games are you know pretty... You, you can get some cheap cl- Clipper tickets. Might be a, you sure can. Yeah. And sometimes they even work. Yep. Not last time I went. Really? StubHub. You went and then your ticket didn't work? Yeah. What do you mean? What happened? I showed up. I went to go use it, and they needed to scan it like four times. And also, I got to pull my manager over here. And they're like, these tickets have already been used tonight. Yeah, for real. So I had to buy like new tickets right there at the box office. Thankfully, they were available and not too expensive. Did you get your money back from StubHub, though? Like within an hour. Oh, okay. So StubHub, I mean, good service, but come on, dude. Like, you can't. Could you imagine if that game had been sold out or like an important game I really, really cared about and wasn't just kind of going on a lark? That happened to me at a Chiefs game one time. I went to see Chiefs Bengals. Yeah. I go to sit in my I sit in my seat and then I'm sitting there for like five minutes and a guy goes, Oh hey, so you bought those stolen tickets, huh? Yeah. My tickets my tickets were I'm Susan season ticket holder. My tickets were stolen. So I had to stand up and like walk around the whole game. Oh sucks. And the Chiefs won on a last second field goal. Sucks. I barely saw it. Oh, that sucks even worse yeah. that the Chiefs won that game. It was against the Bengals, though. Yeah, oh, so it's pretty do? expected. All right, we'll be right back following three seconds of Silk Stockings. <laughs> three seconds has never felt greater here on the Raisin Brent Show. That was amazing. Three seconds. That was amaze balls, dude. Why are we whispering? I don't know. Okay. That was probably way too loud. In any case, it's time once again for our favorite segment here on the Raisin Brent Show. Who's getting arrested now? Who's getting arrested now? Thank you, Greg Lopez. You are the best, Greg Lopez. I hope you enjoy marriage, fatherdom, and England in no particular order. Good luck. Your teeth are going to fall out, dude. Yeah, jerk. Ha <laughs> ha. We should get him on the show, except he doesn't know anything about sports. Yeah. He says, I'm a Giants fan because my dad told me to be a Giants fan, even though I don't watch sports. Because they're big. Because they're very, very large. But enough about Greg Lopez. (laughs) Greg Lopez is the man who actually made the jingle for us, who's getting arrested now. And we do thank him profusely because he's a beautiful man. Three things to talk about and who's getting arrested now. I want to open with my favorite. We just followed the uh, July 4th holiday, Independence Day ID 4. Aliens did not attack because that would have been weird. I always think it's going to happen every year. Every year. I'm always like watching the White House, waiting for the, the saucer to blow it up. Not that I would want that. That would be horrible. July 4th holiday happens. What's the biggest, best thing, bestest ever thing about July 4th? Getting arrested? Well, after getting arrested. I'd actually put this before getting arrested, actually. Fireworks! Fireworks, Fireworks are the best thing to happen on July 4th. They go... In Spanish, it's called... Fuegos pyrotecnicos. Is that right? That's correct. I'm only going to call them fuegos pyrotecnicos. Yes, you have to have a southern accent for sure. (laughs) Southern accent to say that word for if you're me, apparently. In any case, you know who probably should not have been enjoying fireworks? Gilbert Arenas. Agent Zero? Agent Zero, former NBA star, pulled a gun in the locker room on his teammates. Was here in Los Angeles, California, driving down the street very, very quickly. And what happens when you drive very, very fast on the streets here in LA? Whoop, 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 You get pulled over. And what happens when you get pulled over and you have boxes after boxes of illegal fireworks in the backseat of your car? 
Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of your car, please. Well, I don't have a driver's license or proof of insurance either. Yeah, yeah that's even more reason. Can you just, oh. put, if you could just put your hands, interlock them behind I'm, your head? I'm Agent Zero? You have some Coke Zero? Because I love that stuff. I have some Coke Zero? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, well, I'm still going to arrest you, and we'll drink the Coke we'll Zero We'll drink the Coke Zero rest. together, uh, but you'll have a hard time because you'll be in handcuffs in the back of my car. Gilbert Arenas got himself arrested for having boxes of illegal fireworks here in Los Angeles. Here's my question about that whole thing. Do you, would you invite Gilbert Arenas, assuming he had not been arrested or caught, is he the type of dude that you would want at your 4th of July celebration? Based on me hearing about him having boxes upon boxes of illegal fireworks, yes, you absolutely want. You're going to have illegal fireworks at your party and you didn't bring them yourself? Yeah. Then yes, then please come yes. to my party. And let's face it, all the good ones are the illegal ones. Isn't yeah, that just true right. about everything? That's right. M80s, those are illegal here, right? Probably. Those are the best ones. Those are the ones that blow off fingers, what right? What do you want, M20s? Yeah. Don't put them near your fingers. Don't eat them. That's safety tip from the Raisin Brand Show. Don't eat M- M80s. Don't eat fireworks and then light them after you swallow them. I would actually go the other side. I would say I would not want Gilbert Arenas, mainly because, one, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. As mentioned earlier, he did pull a gun on his teammate in the locker okay. room over like a gambling debt, so, like or playing poker like on road trips and stuff. He seems to me like the kind of guy who would get really, really drunk at your barbecue. And start lighting Roman and candles start lighting and start them up, firing them at you. And start light, lighting them up like under your awning. Yeah. The, the one with the crank that you mm-hmm. can buy on TV for like $1,000. And he would do it like on your patio area, underneath your awning, and then would burn your house down. And that's not a cool thing on July 4th. Yeah. He's well, the kind of, I think I just totally see Gilbert Arenas as the type of dude who like you kind of lose track of what's going on, and next thing you know, you look over to the other side of the yard, and Gilbert Arenas is with your four year old giving him fireworks to light. So you're saying that he's he's actually aiming the fireworks at at your house and stuff, and your your. I don't even think he's aiming. I don't think he is aiming, and I think some of them will hit your house. Because if he is aiming, he you know we saw late in his career, he very rarely hit what he was aiming at. That's a great point. So. That's that's a better point though. So <laughs> he I doesn't think maybe aim. you should have him at your party. You know, it just, it just seems irresponsible. And do you want the most irresponsible guy at the party being the one in charge of the illegal fireworks? Kinda. Yeah, kinda. You, <laughs> you kinda do. do kinda now do. That I think about it. So Gilbert Arenas gets himself arrested on the July Fourth holiday weekend. Not that we should really be surprised. He seems, it's probably not the only time Gilbert Arenas will be on this segment. It's probably the best thing that he can get arrested for at this point is illegal fireworks. You know, because if you see almost anything that you get arrested for. Like, Brent, I had to bail you out. Dude, what happened? If I just said, oh, I had some illegal fireworks, are you going to be like that, freaked out? No. Or, as opposed to, hey, Brent, what happened? Ah, shanked a dude. I uh, I invited two friends of mine to come up to execution-style murder a dude and then bury him about a block from my house. Yeah, that's way worse. Yeah. You hernandez someone? I hernandez someone. That's a thing now, right? Oh, man, this dude. we got to talk about Aron Hernandez. Aron. Because... The Patriots just did their buybacks or trade They're trying to distance themselves they're, they're, from this. And rightly so. Absolutely. This is what, this is what the Atlanta Falcons should have done with my, Michael Vick after the dogfighting incident, and he went to prison, but they didn't. The New England Patriots are now taking tra- took trade-ins for jerseys. I didn't say they're still doing it. They did it for one day. They took in over 500 jerseys. You could trade in your old Aaron Hernandez jersey. And just in case you have been you know, on another planet, Aaron Hernandez has been arrested for For killing a, a dude, and they yeah. think he may have killed like three or four other people. Yeah. Going all the way back to his also days, allegedly at Florida. shot his friend's eye out earlier. Th- Ricocheted or last off his year. arm and knocked yeah. his eye out. Now, yeah. So we'll just say he's at this point. We the, the curtains being pulled back, and we're finding out he is not actually a good dude. Yeah, a good tight end. 
We also found out that the hero in this whole story is when he was a freshman in college. And guess who broke up a bar guess fight? Guess who broke up the fight? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow broke up the fight. But now here's my question. Was this all part of the Tebow conspiracy plan? Yeah. Did Tim Tebow break up that fight Tim in order to Tebow. try to get Aaron Hernandez drafted a little bit higher, get more of an opportunity in the NFL, so therefore Tim Tebow could swoop in when his failed career fails mm-hmm. and then take his job when the timing is right? And then also, hey, Gronk, it's me, Tebow. Hey, let's go out to the club and body slam people hey. while you have a broken arm. Hey, let's go out to, let's go out to the club and do bumps on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. He's orchestrated this whole thing to get rid of all... Of the all Patriots, competition. tight ends. I'm going to tell you right now, if my, if my name is Tom Brady and Tim Tebow offers to take me fishing, that ain't Don't happening. Don't go. Don't go, Tom. It's not worth it. And if my name's Ryan Mallett and Tim Tebow offers to go on a roller coaster ride with me, Ryan Mallett, uh, just I watch would, a Final Destination movie and you'll see what a terrible idea that is. I would go. I would go on a roller coaster with Tim Tebow. But not if I was Ryan Mallett. Not if I was Ryan Mallett. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I don't think I'd go on a Tim Tebow if he was with Ryan Mallett either. Because there could be a chance he takes everyone out. Yeah. That Tim Tebow is a psychopath. The dark side of Tim Tebow. The darker side of Tim Tebow. Making it seem like he broke up a fight with Aaron Hernandez. Just so six years later, and you know, he could frame him. You know who the beneficiary was of all this Aaron Hernandez jersey trading in? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Who was the number one jersey that Patriots fans took? Sold out the fastest? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. A man who will never see the field except on punt return coverage and whatnot. Yeah. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. The conspiracy deepens with Tim Tebow. So that's the second guy that got arrested. Aaron second guy, Aaron. Well, that was a while ago. Before the trade, it was just kind of interesting. Who's the, who, which patriot would you take if you had to trade in your Aaron Hernandez jersey? Do you have a favorite patriot? Huh. Tom Brady. I'd probably do Tom Brady as well. But let's assume you already have a Tom Brady jersey and you had to get a second one. Who do you take? I got my answer. Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Dion Branch. Dion Branch just recently re-signed with the Patriots. He's on the team, and he was a Super Bowl MVP. This way you can get a jersey that is going to be vintage like two years after you get it, which is perfect because you don't have to worry about Dion Branch going and playing for another team. He's a Super Bowl hero, and you can wear that shirt forever. Does it have to be a current Patriot? I would imagine, yes, it does because of the, the, the trade-ins right there. Okay. then I know who you should take Then because it would be hilarious. Who's that? Vince Wilfork. Well, that was the actually. Like, Is that you going to take? That was the number one seller. Was it Vince Wilfork? Number one seller was Vince Wilfork. Because everybody already has. A Tom I don't know Brady why. Jersey. Yeah, they probably already have a Tom, or maybe there's just a bunch of Wilforks. I don't know. It uh, could be because when the mayor was talking about the last year when the mayor was mispronouncing everyone's names. Yes. He'd call him Gonk, and uh, <laughs> he'd call him like Wilford or something. Like that. And Wilford Brimley, our defensive tackle. Vince Wilford. <laughs> Brimley, <laughs> that dude is hilarious. How does that dude just pass himself off as a fan and he can't pronounce anyone's name? Not since uh, Ted Kennedy was quoted as saying, the heroic efforts of Mike McGuire and Sammy, Sammy Suser <laughs> has a politician screwed up sports names as uh, badly. Now, if you look back, uh, Barack Obama had a pretty bad one when he was trying to talk about the White Sox that he loved when they won the cha- he was. I don't, remember what he called, I don't remember what he called them, but he, he couldn't really say anybody's name. I had to tisk tisk the president on that one, yes. So who would you take with your third uh, pick? Well, Gronkowski's out. Gronkowski's Aaron out. Hernandez is out. Brady's out. Uh, I'm not taking Tebow, even though he might replace those guys. I'm, no. I can think I got to take that uh, Michael Humana Wooney. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Michael Humana Mooney. Could you say that into the microphone for me? Michael Humana Wanui. 
Who is Michael who wanted one in Nui? He's a backup tight end. Well, he's probably a starter now. He's probably a starter now. Tom Brady is a star maker at the tight end position. He will probably go to the Pro Bowl. He will probably catch 20 touchdowns this year. How about this? You've heard it here first on the Raisin Brent Show. Michael Humano wanted Tooney will be a name you recognize in the NFL next year. All pro. All pro at tight end. Tom Brady is a rainmaker. You had to look that one up, didn't you? No. <laughs> we got one more part of this, though. We got to talk about this is a very important story. This is the third story of who's getting arrested now. And I think this is one, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you'll find very interesting. Matt Russell. Do you know who Matt Russell is? No, who's Matt Russell? Matt Russell would be the director of player personnel for your Denver Broncos. Yes! Rivals! Matt Russell on his 40th birthday. He's. The Got director it. of player personnel? Yes. He is one of the uh, the guys in the, in the head office, one of the people who tells the players to stay out of trouble to this not get, To not get arrested. On his 40th birthday, he decided to get himself super intoxicated and drive around, and he hit a car. That's he not that big a deal, right? He just drive around hit a car. Well, he then fled the scene. Not oh, good. well, yeah, he running off to, to uh, oh, I'm going to go get help. Well, you would probably, I mean, if you're going to go get help, where would you go? I'm going to go in my car and go flee to get help. You'd probably find a police officer, right? Yeah, drive around and go get a police officer. He did find a police officer because he lay five minutes later, hit a police officer's car with his car for a second accident. Guess what's the problem? Look, I, I hate, officer, I was I hate for help. The, I hate the Denver Broncos as much as anyone. More than anyone, probably. What is- but here's the deal. If I accidentally hit somebody in my car, okay... What am I supposed to do? Find a police officer. Fine. What do they always tell you when you're in elementary school and, and then, trouble happens? Find oh, a police officer. I drive. Oh, police officer. Oh, he's busy eating a How donut. His attention? Oh, drinking his coffee, eating a donut, uh, shaking down hookers over here. And what do you do? You ram him and ta- wave, your, I, wave your open container in I, the air. I tapped, I tapped his car and he backed up at the same time. Officer. Oh, wait. You are the officer. I back, <laughs> He backed up into me as I was driving, getting his attention. Yeah. I was minding my own business after I left the scene of an accident to contact the police. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I contacted you with my car. Thank you. I made contact. You had to work for that one. (laughs) I made contact with my car to your car. So he ends up getting himself arrested for uh, the usual things, for leaving the scene. For why? For doing exactly what you're supposed to do when an accident happens? For doing what you're supposed to do. Are you kidding me? Look. And you know you know who you know who played on the Denver Broncos while he was working for the Denver Broncos Tim Tebow. Tebow. Bad uh, influence that Tebow. Now he's even getting the people who tell you to keep out of trouble in trouble. But yeah, so he rams a police car to get into his second accident of the day, gets arrested, has an open container in the car. And if you're already drunk enough that you get into multiple accidents, I mean after your first accident, no, 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 don't you container. roll down your window and throw the open container out the window at that point? Yeah, you should. But here's the deal. Why do you leave that in How there? How are we saying that he was drunk and had an open container? Sometimes when I get in a car accident, my beer that is in the thing next to me will hit something hard, fly open, and a bunch of beer will fly in my mouth. Fly in my mouth and I drink it. And I drink, I drink and sometimes it. it's like seven or eight cans yeah. all at once. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Because that happens. That's a real thing. Oh, man. Dear well, Lord. I got to say, I, you know, I don't ever want to. DUI is just like a terrible thing when it happens. It's just so it shouldn't dumb. Happen. It really it shouldn't happen, but it really shouldn't happen if you work for the NFL. But if it happens to a guy who is, who is the, literally the person on the team that advises you on how to not get arrested. Yeah, the guy who's supposed to you know, tell you to keep out of trouble is himself getting in trouble. 
You know what I call that, Ray? I call that sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. Especially when it's a Denver Bronco. Sweet, sweet justice. Especially when it's the worst team that I hate the most in the NFL. Sweet, sweet justice. So is there any chance, is there any chance Mr. Russell will keep his job for the Denver Broncos? Any chance at all? Oh, man. I would think that Mr. Bolin, is he still the owner? Tom Bolin? It's pretty much John Elway running the show at this point. Yeah, he would just have to be punched drunk to allow this guy to continue his job. Am I right? Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. And I think I don't uh, know. Maybe, uh, maybe if maybe if Matt Russell slips a little hundred dollar tipsy in his pocket, oh, am I right? I'm sure that'll sway the millionaire owner of the Denver Broncos. In any case, yeah, the man who the man in charge gets himself in trouble, and we have three words for that on the show. Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. So that's going to end another segment of getting you up to date on who's, who's getting, getting arrested, arrested now? now. Who's getting arrested now? Well, I think that's about enough of that. Let's go. Ahead and hit three seconds of Oz. We And with that, we draw to the end of another jam-packed, exciting episode of Raisin Brent. Here's our contact information. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. You can get me at Scoops Pope. And not just that, you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Or check out our Facebook page. That's our main site for the show. Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Or heck, even email us at Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com. Please do us a favor. Go on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Five stars, baby. Five-star review. Give a, Write something. If you write something in a review for iTunes, we will read it on the air, even if it's insane, crazy, and makes fun of me. We've done it before, and most of them were insane and crazy. Hey, we actually haven't looked in the last couple episodes. We should probably probably do that. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, you know, and so you do it. We'll read we gotta it. We've got to bill them up, bill them up, like George Foreman. We've got to bill them up, bill them up, and then we read them all at once. Somehow, yes. Somehow, I'll, I'll go there. Uh, in any case, you wanted to talk about another July 4th tradition before we wrap up the show today. Uh, not only a July 4th tradition... An American hero. An American historical figure. I gotta say, though, this was pretty exciting. I'm a big fan of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest on 4th of July every year. It is pretty horrifying. Even more exciting this year, considering that Coney Island was under six feet of water. Six feet of water? Last fall. With the big superstorm that rolled through there. It's true. And it was pretty amazing. Coney Island pretty much just got back operational, I think, in May. Wow. Just in time for our hero, Just Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. I, you know, I get, you gotta love like you being a wrestling fan. You gotta love it's. There's a similar culture. Yes. In that, there's just these crazy characters that are competitive eaters. They paint their faces. Yeah, they dress all crazy. The guy that paints his faces. Tim Janus, Eater X. Eater X. You got the big dude, Eric. Badlands Booker. Got Eric Badlands Booker. Yes, yeah, yeah, he is a dude. Uh, God, there was a new guy. I can't remember his name. Up and comer. That was, was that the Japanese dude. The Japanese guy. Japanese American that finished second place. Yeah, he beat Eater X. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but who won overall? Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Seven years in a row. I used to be a big Kobayashi fan too. Me too. I remember when Kobayashi was on TV against a bear. In a hot dog eating competition, yeah, and man the, versus the a wild. bear destroyed him, didn't it? The bear crushed him. Yeah, well, guess what? Bears what can eat? Yeah, <laughs> very, bears very mouths just bigger. How yeah. many? Now it's he. He, set, he keeps setting records. But Joey the Chestnut record does. was sixty-eight hot dogs. There's no way he could possibly beat that. It was a hot day. The it's women's competition. Day. The numbers were way down. They were yeah. saying because of the heat. Yep. And Joey Chestnut 
going for the record seventh straight mustard belt title. There's no way he set a new record. 69 hot dogs in 10 minutes. A world record. Stop it. 69 hot dogs in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. Doing the math on that, that's at least like four hot dogs a minute. Or 6.9. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) That number could be anything. I don't know. 69 divided by 10, 6.9. I just moved um, the decimal over one spot. I should have been a math major. The... <laughs> oh. In any case, Joey Chestnut is an American hero, but Kobayashi doesn't compete. He hasn't competed in four he years. In a while. I don't know what's Can going he really on. call himself the real champion, or is this like a, a like a dual championship kind of a thing where Kobayashi is the, well, the, I ch- think the champion out west, and the, yet... The last couple times he beat a, he beat Kobayashi, he just kind of... Kobayashi realized he was on the way down, and he just doesn't want to, you know... He's, think he's dodging closer. him? You think Kobayashi is Floyd Mayweather him. of competitive eating? I think Kobayashi is one of those guys where he... I'm not going to insult the competition by going in not at my best. Okay. Or he in other words, he's, he's pretty much win. just saying he's not going yeah. to beat he's not going to beat Joey Chestnut, and therefore I, either I'm going to win or I'm not going to go. Hey, I respect that. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, or yeah. taking my bun. And yeah, I'm going. And home. nothing wrong with that. He won probably five times and he was an amazing eater. And, and he uh, really kind of set the new standard for hot dogs. He made eating. it famous. He really did. Yeah, the, the competition existed, and there was a bunch of fat dudes in it, and then all of a sudden this 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 little Asian dude comes in I and mean, crushes everybody. And you look at the if you just look at the the sheer mass of their two bodies if they have the equal amount equal talent of eating joey chestnut's a much bigger guy than kobayashi i think joey chestnut could eat kobayashi yeah he's a much bigger guy he probably probably has six inches on him and just physically six inches in height on him i don't know what you're talking about yeah how dare you and uh and physiologically just has an advantage just like you know a horse has an advantage when I'm running against a horse. It's, it's like a much more muscular. The, the horse has four legs. Yeah, exactly. And they're all muscular. Anyway, Joey Chestnut, real American hero. Real American hero. Well, cool. Do you have an exciting, uh, well, we have an exciting fact of the day, but I guess that could be it. That, that Joey, Chestnut Joey Chestnut just broke the record for most hot dogs eaten ever. In 10 minutes. Yeah. 69. Well, let's do our thanks right now. I'd like to thank, of course, Greg Lopez, we thanked earlier. Thank David Noel for producing. Jeremy Buck, Jeremy Buck in the bang. Yeah. As well as your homeboy. Garnick, Garnick Knudsen and the train wrecks. The train wrecks. Anything more you want to add today? Nope. Then let's get the heck up out of here. Goodbye, everybody. See you soon. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. And we're back, and better than ever. Oh, wait, that's a different radio show. Anyway. What radio show is that? That's the Mike and Mike show on ESPN in the morning. Why are we plugging other radio shows? I'll cut that. And we're back. (laughs) And better than ever. Not like on the Mike and Mike show. (laughs) What are you doing? We can't. (sighs) We've got to do it over again now. All right. And we're back. And better than ever. What the F? I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We got to talk about one more important thing really causing waves in the world of sports. And we're back. What are you doing? 
Start over. <laughs> start over. <laughs> to start. All right, I'll do it for real. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Don't say it. And you'll know why if you listen after the show. 